Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast. This is releasing on Thanksgiving Day in 2023. Holy cow, so many things to be thankful for. I hope that you are enjoying your time with your family and friends, eating some great food and enjoying some great wine. Let's dive into my newsletter back in July 17th, 2021. Here we go. When I think about my wine journey, I have been following my nose to see where the path takes me. For the last month or so, I have been on an adventure to find Oregon sparkling. Last month, I had dinner with a couple from Florida, Alfred and Michelle, and Jay, the winemaker at EIEIO, at Earth and Sea in Carlton. During dinner, Alfred was talking about his visit to Tindrill. I perked up as always because I hadn't been to Tindrill yet, and the winemaker, Tony Reinders, was the winemaker at Domain Serene for 10 years. Alfred mentioned great things about the tasting, and he also said Tony is releasing a sparkling wine. I immediately took note. The following day, bright and early, I sent a DM via Instagram to the Tendril account inquiring about the sparkling. Later that day, Owen Bargreen also did a post on the Child's Play Chardonnay bubbles from Tendril. After conversing through a few messages back and forth, a date and time was settled upon. You know, I have to get into the backstory before I can get into the tasting. That's just what I do. The history with Tony Rinders is abundant beyond belief. I have no doubt there is an excellent lengthy book of stories Tony has to tell. And in some stories of the wineries he has worked for, consulted for, and there could be at least a few different volumes. One such story is when he applied to become the winemaker at Domaine Serene. With time spent in Australia and Italy, Tony had contacts in Oregon. One of those contacts mentioned Argyle needed an assistant winemaker. When Tony called his contact at Argyle, there was a little confusion because there hadn't been a discussion of an assistant winemaker position. Ending the phone call, Tony was instructed to call back after his time in Italy. Moving on from Argyle, Tony made a move from Washington as a winemaker. After some time in Washington, Tony needed more of a challenge. After looking in the wine country classifieds, a physical yellow newspaper of sorts. There was a full-page ad for a prestigious winery looking for a head winemaker. Now, let's just think about for a second. I know you heard me stutter a little bit, and I'm sorry. But when is the last time there was an actual, like, physical yellow newspaper of sorts? I mean, this is 2023. Those things are kind of gone and by the wayside, which is really hard to imagine. All right, back to the story. There was no mention of who the winery was at all. Tony took a chance and sent in his resume. One day, while working at the Washington Winery, there was an announcement over the intercom saying, Tony, call on line one. When Tony picked up the phone, the person on the other end said, Tony, this is Ken Evanstad. Taken aback a bit, not sure who Ken was at the very second, he was starting to put pieces of the puzzle together. While he worked at Argyle, he met Ken and Grace Evanstad. Tony interviewed for the Domain Serene position and got the job on the spot. His first day at Domain Serene set a precedence for the next 10 years. Grace and Ken flew in on a plane to meet Tony, went to Staples and picked up a fax machine, a bunch of colored markers, and any other office supplies he needed. 
Going to the facility at the time in Carlton was a whirlwind. Tony was happy, though. Being employee number one, he worked with Ken Wright for the first year in 1988 and felt it was cool as all get out being the head winemaker for the first time in his career. In 2008, Tony was a little restless and he was looking for the next challenge. After 10 years, Domain Serene went from three offerings to 15. There were now 25 employees and his DNA was imprinted forever into Domain Serene. His challenge was to produce a high standard of quality for young wines in 2002 while having a high output of wine. Tony's next challenge was starting Tendril and consulting for other wineries. One of Tony's early consulting projects was Sitar at Alexana. I have a five-year vertical of Sitar just waiting for me, starting with 2008. Thank you, Tony. This little bit of backstory is only one story with so many details left out. Can you imagine all the other stories I can dive into? Why can't I have more time? I know you don't have much time as well. So shall we dive into the tasting? Do you remember the god-awful three-day heat wave of 115 degrees back in 2021? Holy cow. Well, let me just say my appointment was set up for the Friday before the heat wave. It was hot, but it wasn't unbearable. When I met Andrew inside the tasting room, he asked me, do you want to sit inside or out? Here we go again with the internal debate of where to sit. It is summertime in Oregon. You don't want to waste days during summer, but it is like 90 degrees outside. There is shade at the picnic tables, though. But there is AC inside. Oof, oh my goodness. Be thankful you're not inside my head constantly. I didn't have it in me to waste an afternoon of being inside. Sitting at the picnic table, Andrew came out with the first pour of the 2019 Child's Play Chardonnay. The Child's Play label is meant to be more fun and consumed young within three to six years. I found it incredible that the artwork for every Child's Play label is created by Tony's daughters, Madeline and Audrey. The 2019 Chardonnay is all neutral oak and was enjoyable at room temperature. It was freaking hot out. I can only imagine what it's like chilled. To say Andrew was hospitable is putting things lightly. We talked for quite some time during the first pour. He apologized Tony wasn't currently present, but he should be here soon. I felt awful Andrew was sitting in the heat with the sun bearing down on him, talking to me. At this point, I doubted myself once again. I should have said inside. At least Andrew wouldn't be quietly suffering. My second pour was a 2017 extrovert Pinot that spent at least 18 months in barrel with two to three years in bottle. All of the tendril wines spend time in bottle before they are released. I didn't taste anything younger than the 2017 during the whole tasting. The 2017 extrovert was released two weeks before my tasting. The fruit on this was a little lighter, but wow, what a killer finish with the slightest of tannins. For my third pour, Tony came out and poured the 2017 Carter Vineyard Pinot Noir. I have no idea how long we talked, but it was a solid 15 to 20 minutes. We talked a little bit about the nine wineries he consults for. With a background working as a chef during their early years, Tony's approach to making Pinot Noir is a chef telling a story with food. All the wines at Tendril are a blend from multiple vineyards every year except for one bottle. 
whichever vineyard produces the best fruit that year gets a single vineyard designate. Carter Vineyard has held the title of best vineyard for four years now in a row, starting in 2016. I have to say it's pretty delicious with the medium red hue. I took a big old sniffy sniff and I kid you not, I had tingling sensations running all through my nose. The deep, dark fruit mingled in with the spice melted me on the palate, even though I was sitting in the shade. The finish held up to every expectation I desired. Long spices through and through. After coming down off of cloud nine, my next pour was the 2016 tightrope. The pour in the glass was super dark red in color, almost edging into blue fruit. I was shot back up into the stratosphere, and I'm pretty sure I said, Why? out loud, encountering the finish. Tightrope is considered a reserve with spending 18 months in 50% new French oak. Ben, the winemaker, accompanied the 2017 Tendril Chardonnay. He started in 2014 and has been working closely with Tony. We talked and talked and talked some more. I think we talked for a solid 15 or 20 minutes. Ben has a little bit of QA software testing background. And he compared tasting wine to that of testing software. I totally understand his logic. You sit down and try all these scenarios and software like in wine to see if it works. One question he proposed was, do we make wine based on what people are buying or do we make wine we feel is spectacular? Hands down, Tindrel makes spectacular wine. The 2017 Chardonnay grabbed me on the nose and has a great mouthfeel. Ben told me they go for all four senses, sight, smell, taste, and mouthfeel. Next up was the 2017 white Pinot Noir called Pretender. I had to ask Tony a question about this wine. There are very few producers who make a white Pinot Noir. Another label called Cor Blanc from Domaine Serene is also a white Pinot Noir. I heard rumors there was some featherer ruffling about Tony's white Pinot Noir for, with Domaine Serene. When asked if the rumors were true, he said, yeah. I didn't dive into any further details. I wanted to be as respectful as possible. The Pretender is a gorgeous wine and decadent as a shade slowly drifted away from my picnic table. Finishing things up, Andrew came to see if I had any questions or wanted to revisit anything. I noticed C-Note on the list of wines and my curiosity got the best of me. I asked if he, by chance, had a bottle open for me to try. Without hesitation, Andrew walked into the tasting room and came out with a pour of the 2015 C-Note. 18 months in new French oak and a whole cluster, this wine grabbed me immediately on the nose. Mid-palate was filled with earthy dark fruit, green acidity, with the slightest of tannin integrated into a velvety finish. The shade was running away from me. And it was time to make the trek home. Andrew was helping another party in the barrel room, but grabbed his attention when he had a couple seconds. I thanked him over and over for a beautiful tasting. He went above and beyond coordinating time for me to speak with Tony, Ben, and himself. It always surprises me how approachable and down-to-earth the Oregon wine community is. Tony seemed to have zero issues coming out to talk with some random bald guy. Ben was down-to-talk geek, and we could have kept going. Andrew, what can I say? Spending the time with me via DM to set up a time when Tony would be on site and making sure everything was perfect, but the tasting over the top. 
When you visit Tendril, be sure to walk up to Andrew and say, AJ sent me.